All right, this is Chandra with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I wanted to talk about teaching your horse to stand in default using negative reinforcement. So from now on, I'll just put a little um, R with like a negative sign or a positive sign, depending on what I'm talking about. So for today, it'll be an R with a negative sign for negative reinforcement, and then if I'm talking about the positive reinforcement way of training, I'll put an R with a positive plus sign. And then that way, if you want to listen to both, you can. If you just want to train in one way, you can do that as well. I'll just make things a little bit easier going forward and figuring out what kind of content that you want to listen to. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to teach your horse to stand still. And I'm going to call that in default. So it's one of the first lessons that I teach my horses because it's super important. Um, I want them to come back to that lesson throughout and during their training so if they ever have a worry or if they're afraid don't know what to do I'd rather them stand still and wait for direction than run and do other things which is asking a lot obviously it's natural for horses to immediately run first and ask questions later Um, but for my training purposes I really want them to try to stay and the more you practice it uh, the better they become at it and so if you start with that the first thing then they'll practice it the most and then really the, the like your first few lessons they're gonna they're really gonna stick with the horse anyways so I just like to start that from the beginning and also from a safety standpoint it's just good to have those boundaries right from the beginning regardless of if you're using positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement there's still boundaries there's still places where the horse can be and cannot be can do and cannot do and we just like to establish those from the very beginning so that's what this is going to be out about so my default position that I use for my horses and that I'm going to be talking about and describing is going to be the horses standing still and relaxed uh, head facing forward neck forward about even about horizontal whatever resting is for your horse some horses have their necks slightly held above the withers some are completely horizontal and some are below and their heads are down low somewhere in that range just not high-headed intense and then their legs can be um, just resting normally or you can have like a a hind leg cocked or something like that Um, and then just relaxed in the face like ears moving but not in alert mode. We really want relaxed to be a part of this, not worried, standing still, intense. So my default is the horse is standing still wherever I place them, or if I had a specific location, like I'll describe later on, teaching your horse to stand on a mat. So if he's standing there, um, I want them to just go into that position when I ask them and then stay there until I ask them to do something else, which is going to be A little bit more time to teach them the cues to stay in the default and to come out of it, but it definitely is worth it and there's a lot less confusion. So that's the position that I'm going to be talking about. That's what I want my horse to do and I'll kind of describe about how to get there, like how, what exercises should you do to get to that place and how to fix a horse that doesn't want to stand in default and kind of just make the whole thing easier. So there's lots of different ways that you can teach it. This is going to be the negative reinforcement way, so I'm just going to be using pressure and release, basically. That's just what negative reinforcement is. I'm going to try really hard not to get into punishment and just do the least amount of pressure possible. That's what I like to do and keep it really simple, really easy. I don't want to put a lot of energy and get the horse really worried. I just want to show them the answer with the least amount of pressure as possible. So, 
the first and most easiest way to start training the default is to just have a halter and lead rope on your horse. And I'm just going to use the lead rope and shake that to kind of tell my horse where he should and shouldn't be. So you can use a flat nylon halter. You can use a rope halter. If you're using negative reinforcement, it really depends on your horse. Um, because maybe a horse that is more um, worried and just a little bit more sensitive, if, if you put a rope halter on that horse, uh, he might want to just run away from that pressure. It might be working against you. In that case, you might want to put like a flat nylon halter on and, and use it in that way. On the other hand, you might have a more dull horse who just completely ignores you if you're shaking the rope on a flat nylon halter and you might need a rope halter. I try not to get too crazy with that. I don't want to use a chain. I probably wouldn't use a I probably wouldn't use a rope halter with knots because that is just going to put too much pressure, I think, on most horses unless the like if the horse was just barging into you and being ridiculous. But honestly, if you don't have one, it's not not a big deal because you can use a different tool as well. You can use the lead rope, you can use a stick or a crop, something like that. So I'm just going to go over how to teach this with just a halter and lead rope first, and then I'll go into using a training stick as well. So have whatever halter you want picked out and get that ready and, and on your horse first, because that's what you're going to have most of the time. So the easiest way to do this is going to be to pick a certain place that you want to start training this in. And this is true for all horse training. <laughs> like if I want my horse to do a certain thing in a certain place, place it's going to help them remember that thing so like in this training example if I want my horse to stand in default and just stand in one place he's going to remember okay when I go in the round pen I stand in the middle of the round pen I always stand here so like for a lot of us who round pen our horses those horses have already figured that out and they've already known that oh when they come in on the circle they get to stand in the middle next to us and rest so they've already figured this out they're like this happens every time i got it so it just really helps clarify things for the horses when you can be very specific and in the beginning they do this one behavior in this one place so for my example would be the middle of the round pen and it can be anywhere but you want to make sure it's a safe area an enclosed area away from other horses and prefer preferably preferably um away from a lot of commotion and noise like if you're at a boarding barn away from other horses so he's not distracted and and just giving him other things to look at when he should be standing still it's just going to make make your life much harder so just try to get him in a nice quiet area that's why round pen works good or a quiet arena or even his pasture if he's alone or if the other horses are not going to pay attention to you that works too just pick it and stay consistent with it in the beginning because once the horse understands that he does this behavior here and he's doing it consistently after a few days or a week or however long you need to see that consistency, then you can move the horse to a different place. And then he does that in that location as well. And then he'll start to generalize that when you ask him with whatever cue that you've used, he is to do that behavior in any location. And that is true of any horse training exercise. So you always want to start in one place 
in one environment. So the spot in the middle of the round pen in the round pen. And then maybe I'll go to the left side on the rail in the round pen and I'll work on that for a few days. And then from that, I'll maybe move to the arena and maybe we'll stand right in the middle of the arena for, for however long. And then he generalizes that. And then I can move to the pasture. Then I can move to the show. So you always want to start in one place change the places, and then change the environments. If you go and start asking the horse to stay in one place in the round pen and then you switch it and, and you're like, oh, well, I want him to stay in one place in the his pasture or maybe in the barn when there's too much going on, it's going to be too much change. You might get away with it if maybe you ask him to go in the barn and there's nobody in the barn, it's really quiet, he might stand there for a bit. But sometimes we just take too big of a steps and that's okay if the horse is going along quietly. So like if your horse is already pretty on the chill side, he's not going to do a whole lot and you just kind of went from the round pen to the barn and it was still quiet, you're okay. But be aware that you might have to go back a few steps and that and then you have to fix things and it generally takes longer when you have to fix things versus when you do them right the first time. So that's why I like to change places a few times, then change environments, then I'll change some places and then I'll change environments. So I like to do things like that, and it's just in all general training on all things, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, doesn't matter. So have that in mind as well. So your first thing is going to be, for my example, my horse is in the round pen. There's not a lot going on. I've got my halter and my lead rope. Make sure that your lead rope's long enough that you can create some space between your horse and you don't run out of rope. So if you have like a really short lead line, then you might end up at the end of your rope and he's not far enough away that for to your liking and then you don't have anything to kind of create more space. So just make sure you have one that's long enough already before you begin. So I'm in the round pen. I'm going to get my horse to just stand still. So it might be easy at first. He might just stand there in the middle and be like, all right, I'm whatever. <laughs> like This is fine. And lots of horses are just going to immediately go to standing still because horses are and should be naturally lazy creatures that just want to kind of hang out, graze, or stand still. So if he's going to just stand there, I give him that opportunity and just let him hang out there for a while and give him time to just rest. And maybe the round pen's not a hard enough environment for him and he needs to move on to a little bit tougher environment. That's great. So maybe he goes into the round pen, he stands in the middle and he just takes a nap immediately great. So then you can start walking around him. Is he okay when you walk around him without pulling on the lead rope? Maybe you can pet down both sides of his body, um, make sure he's good with all that. And if he's cool with all those things, then I'd move on to a different location. Maybe have some horses or some commotion go around on the outside of the round pen before you move, if, you, if that's possible. And then I'd move on to an arena or like a safe area or pasture or something like that, and then try something else. But Regardless of where you're starting out, once your horse is in the location and say he's decided he wants to go sniff something or he wants to just move around, when your horse kind of leaves your designated area, so say you want your horse to stand in just like on this one little patch of ground, that's going to be where the pressure goes away. So if the horse wanders away from that spot that you've chosen, you're just going to shake the rope and put him back into it. 
So that's going to be the easiest if the horse has just taken a few steps and you can just shake your rope, have him back up and go back into that area. So as he's about to leave, you put a little bit of pressure on by just waving your hand side to side to make the rope move and the snap under his halter move. And then once the horse takes a step back and and then you release and then just let him sit there. And it's going to be you being consistent and correcting him every single time he goes to leave. That's the basics of it. But you also want to be prepared that you don't want to leave your horse there for too long. So just in the in the beginning, just make your goal a couple minutes, maybe even one minute where you pick a spot where you want him to stand. He stands there for a minute. Great. And then you take him out and let him go hand graze or do whatever. And then you can come back and you can try for two minutes and then you're going to build that up. And then say your horse can stand there for five minutes and then he wanders off. That's fine. You can go ahead and correct him, but just keep track of the time because we can be really distracted and not be able, being able to tell time well, and the horses can only do so much. So you could go into your training session, assuming that your horse is going to stand there for 10, 15 minutes when he's never has, and you aren't paying attention and he ends up standing for longer than you immediately paying attention to and unwanted and then the horse gets distracted and then he's off doing other things and you're just kind of setting yourself both up for failure because if you don't pay attention to the clock it's more than you thought or the horse gets bored in that amount of time and wanders off so set him up to where you're paying attention to the clock and that he only has to stand there for a couple minutes and then he can be rewarded and he can go back to his pasture his stall he can go hand graze he can go do something else and then, or you can go work on something else in another place and then come back to that and make that place good. So you can do that either way. You can, after a couple of minutes of standing nicely, he can go hand graze, he can go back to a stall, and then you can come back out and work on that. Or, and especially if your horse is having a harder time figuring out where you want him to stand, you could have him stand in the round pen for a minute, then maybe leave to the arena, do some groundwork work on some stuff, do a short ride, whatever you'd like, then you can go back to the round pen and make that your designated rest place. Because that'll really help the horse figure out, okay, this is where I go to rest. And then you can add a cue onto that and then you can start moving it to other locations. So just be aware of those couple things. If the shaking on the rope doesn't work, which it might not, if the horse just continues walking and just kind of ignores it, don't stop shaking the rope. But also don't get really big with it either. So if your horse leaves and he's just ignoring you, I'm just going to continue wiggling in that same, I'm going to be more annoying than I am increasing. When I increase too much, the horse is going to get scared. And that is true for most situations. The only time I would get really big with my arm movement, and that's going to be me shaking the rope and the halter hitting him under the chin and a lot of pressure is if he's about to kind of run me over or get way too close and or way too cl- close to danger. So maybe he's going to step in a hole or get kicked by another horse. Those are contexts where, yeah, I'm going to get him out of that situation or myself out of that situation. But generally, I'm just going to sit there and wait and use that same amount of pressure so I don't go into punishing and scaring the horse. So I'm just going to wait until he stops and then takes a step back. And then I'll immediately release and let him stand. So once the horse has already moved out of position, it's going to be harder to put him back into it by just shaking the rope and having him back 
back into the place you'd like. So you can just send him over and move him over like you would be lunging him or you can just lead him back over. But it's important that once the horse leaves, he gets some form of pressure as in the lead rope pressure, either leading or being sent or being backed back into the place. And then once he's back into the area you wanted him to stand, there's no pressure. Those are the most important rules to this. No pressure where he's supposed to be, pressure when he leaves, depending on whatever form of pressure you want it to be. So that's how I would do it with the rope. In general, that works pretty well. Um, Sometimes, though, horses will not pay attention to the rope. So you can do the shaking. You can send him back into the spot and let him rest. If those aren't working, you can also use a flag or a training stick. So say your horse walks away from your spot. I would pick up on my lead rope if and gently. And then if he doesn't come to a stop or look at me, then I'm just going to swing my stick toward his hindquarters or my um, bag, plastic bag or flag toward his hindquarters. And when he looks at me and stops, I'm going to stop doing that, put him back in his place that I wanted him to stand. And then I'm just going to let him hang out there. So you can do that as well. So that's how I would use the stick or flag. And those other examples were how I would use a rope to to train those boundaries. But it's just really important that you have specific boundaries. So maybe you want the horse to stand three feet away from you. Let's make sure that it's always three feet. It's not. Sometimes it's two feet. Sometimes it's one feet. Sometimes it's five feet. Let's be very, very specific because horses will be specific. They can tell when, when you're bluffing and when you're not and when you're serious and when you're not. And a lot of people get into the a problem there because the horse is like, he's not serious because you're not consistent. And then they'll just kind of do whatever because the they get out of the situation. So an example would be the horse just leaves because he's interested in sniffing the grass somewhere else. And you shake the rope and then you're like, ah, he's not doing it. So you quit. And now the horse is like, okay, well, I could just ignore the pressure and then it's going to go away. And even though you're... Con- not consistent, but even though you're doing it sometimes and not others, they've learned that sometimes it doesn't work. So I might as well ignore it. But if you're always asking until the horse does what you want, the horse knows that regardless, it's not going to go away until he goes back. So it's just very, very important to follow through with the pressure and very important to follow through with all your criteria. So if he's supposed to stay in one designated spot or a certain distance away from you, make sure it's the same or as close to the same as you can get it every time. Um, Horses can do this a lot in bigger areas. If I wanted my horse to stand right in the center of my arena and then I let him kind of scoot a couple of feet toward the gate and I was like, oh, well, it's just a couple of feet. It's okay. And then it's a couple more feet and it's a couple more feet and then he's right next to the gate. So I want to just be very cautious and aware of that and make sure that I'm saying, no, I want you in this spot right here and then you're going to put him back into it. So those are all things to be very important and pay attention to. So it's just basically the biggest thing here is when the horse wanders off, you're putting pressure. When he goes back to where you wanted, you're releasing. Uh, You can also use a mat when you're training this. All the mat does is give the horse a specific location where there is no pressure. It's just a visual and a tactile thing. 
So if I wanted him to stand on a mat, I'd let him stand there and rest. If he left, I'd maybe do some lunging, do some hindquarter yielding, do whatever groundwork you want. And then after a few minutes of working, he goes stand on the mat. And then he's after consistently doing that, he's just going to see the mat and be like, I want to sit here and rest on the mat. And that's what horses are doing unconsciously or what you are doing unconsciously when you work your horse and then you go and rest at the gate and talk to your friends or you get off at the gate or whatever it may be. If it's multiple, you do both things then you're teaching the horse to go stand at the gate. And that can be anywhere. It doesn't have to also be at the gate. It could be at the barn. It could be wherever. But it's the same concept that we're taking to the mat. So it just gives the horse a visual. And it can be anything. It, it could be anything they stand on that they're not afraid of or they could touch it and stand next to it. That works as well. It's That's this, basically what most natural horsemanship trainers are doing when they're trailer loading. They're making the trailer the place where there's no pressure and everything around it is pressure. It's basically the same exact concept. So just make sure that the horse understands it and that you're following through. The The concept is make the horse work or move when they're not in the correct position and let them rest when they are. That's that's pretty much as, as simple as, as it gets. Uh, once the horse is standing still and, and understanding that when he stands here, he gets to rest. When he leaves, he has to kind of work and it's not so much fun. Then you can start increasing that time and increasing the distractions and the activities that you're doing. So maybe my horse will stand still for five minutes. I don't get too crazy with it. I get about five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, depending on what you're doing. Like if you're going to eventually train your horse to ground high or you're going to do some kind of competitive thing that you would need that for, you can extend that out. But really, a few minutes is pretty general. Like, I like to use it while I'm tacking up or untacking or maybe for the farrier, stuff like that. But they don't really need an extended amount of time where they're just standing there. But it is one of the first things I like to teach. And then it it kind of does two things at once. It teaches them to wait and stand there, but also teaches them to have some manners and not be crowding you and just kind of, they have their space, we have our space. So don't get too carried away with it. They don't even stand there for 30 minutes, an hour. That's not really necessary, but pick a time and then stick to that. Um, And then make sure that you can do some things while the horse is standing still. That's going to be your next thing. So once you've gotten to your goal time of say five minutes, then you're going to start adding the things that you can do around the horse. So first I start by just walking around the horse. Can I walk around both sides then while holding the lead rope? And then maybe can I put a lunge line on him and walk around him from a further distance? And at any point in time when the horse leaves, you're going to put some pressure on him. So you could make it back up to the spot. You could have him lunge for a little bit and then put him back on the spot or do some groundwork, put him back on the spot. It's going to be some trial and error. Not all horses... All horses are not the same. So see which works best for your horse. Mix it up. Maybe you lunge sometimes. Maybe you back him up. See whatever one works best and then go with that. But then I'll use that lunge line and I'll walk a bigger circle around him. Maybe then I'll put the lead rope back on and I'll just put it over his neck or put it on the ground and I'll walk all the way around him. Um, And then just kind of build up the behaviors from that. From walking around, I like to do grooming. From that, I like to do tacking up. And then we can start adding it to your daily routine of whatever riding that you want to do. So you could have him go in the arena and stand in a certain location while you set up jumps or dressage letters or whatever it is that you might need to do 
And then it's just a place where they can rest. So if you're riding and your horse needs a break, go in that specific location. But be aware that that doesn't turn into a magnet where they start dragging you to it. It's got to be on your terms. When, so maybe you're working on something and the horse does it really well. And you're like, great, let's go have him stand in his place. And then sometimes maybe you want to change that place around. So one week it might be in the left-hand corner. The next week maybe it's in the right-hand corner and just kind of move it around and have it in a different place. So then the horse starts generalizing more. So the final step is going to be teaching the horse the cue. So you want to have a cue so that you can move the horse from place to place and the horse still understands what you want. So if I want my horse to stand still in the cross ties, I can give him the cue versus him standing in the arena. Then they're not as much taking from the environment and the context as they are you. So then you can move that behavior to different locations. And just like you would ask him to trot, you're, they're still going to trot in every location and they're just going off of the cue. So they're not thinking, oh, I only stand in this spot in the arena. It's I stand in any spot when given the cue. And some horses can get com- confused and even concerned when you ask them to leave and you start asking them to go forward and putting pressure on their halter and they don't want to leave because they think that they're going to get some pressure put on them for leaving. So it's also a good idea to give them a cue to leave wherever you've made them stand in default so they understand that it's time to, to go and they can follow you now. So my cue to stand still in default is I just touch their forehead, like right between their eyes. I put my whole um, hand and palm down. I leave it for a second and then I go do whatever and then they have a cue word out of it. So um, they'll either, it depends on the horse because they have different cues, but some of them will be walk on and some of them will be okay and then we'll go do something else. It can be whatever you want. Um, you just got to do it consistently in the same tone every time that you have them leave. So if I want it to be okay, it can't be okay sometimes and then okay other times. It has to be the same every single time so they understand it. So if I am have my horse just standing in default and I want him to to leave, then I'll give him the cue, okay, and then I'll lead him out. But I don't want him to just lead out. I don't want to forget that cue and then just lead him out so that he just he starts to understand that it goes together, that those two behaviors go together. It's the same thing with putting him in in the default and, and it's gonna be almost like a ground tie too. And it can be if you want the rope on the ground to be the cue that that would be the only difference and so when I have him go to stand I can put my hand on his forehead and then they they just start to associate like okay when she does this then I'm just gonna stand here and hang out and it can be a voice cue for that too just make sure that they're different so the horse doesn't get confused but um, if you have a horse that really wants to just come and be in your space and be nosy you're just going to use pressure with whatever you want to move them out of it. And that can be the end of your lead rope. You can swing it and just kind of swing it around the space around you. So it might tap them on the shoulder. They back up and they're a, a good distance away from you. So that'd be a, a couple feet. And then I would stop swinging as soon as they move out and just let them hang out over there. If you want to shake the rope, you can do that. If you want to wave the stick, you can do that. And same thing with the flag. It's just 
just being consistent. So whenever the horse gets too close, whichever you consider too close, which again has to be the same amount of, of distance. So if my horse is within an arm's length away from me and I didn't invite him in, then I will put pressure with whatever tool I have gently and I will wait until he backs out and then he's in a good distance before releasing and letting him just sit for a moment and then continue on with whatever I was doing. So just being consistent is going to be the best thing. It's going to get rid of your most of your problems because you're being very clear to the horse and they understand what you want and then you can move on. But hopefully that gave you some good things to think about. The next podcast will be about standing in default with positive reinforcement and you can do some mixing if you want. Um, I would be careful with it and I'll talk about it a lot more in the other podcast. Um, because especially in this lesson, adding in a treat while they're standing still could be very beneficial because it just makes things a lot more clear. But you also don't want to poison the cue and get the horse confused. So I'll talk about that in the next podcast where I add in about positive reinforcement. But if not, you can use this negative reinforcement podcast and get your horse standing in default and being a lot safer. <laughs>